Welcome to Mad Toast Live, recorded in front of a live audience. We're at the Brink Lounge, 701 East Washington Avenue, right down the hill from the Capitol Building in Madison, Wisconsin. We're your hosts. I'm Mary Gaines, and this is Chris Wagoner. Thank you for being here today on a, a nice, sunny, uh, something almost spring day here at the beautiful cabaret nightclub room here at the Brink Lounge. It's March 10th, 2013. Uh, today's show is a part of our collaborative Jazz on a Sunday series co-produced by the Madison Music Collective, Mad Toast Live, and Improv Music Workshop, and can be heard on WORT 89.9 FM, a listener-sponsored community radio right here in Madison, south-central Wisconsin. Our special guest this afternoon is beginning his first year as the inaugural holder of the John and Carolyn Peterson Chair in the Jazz Studies Department at the University of Wisconsin. I mean, like, you started the Jazz Department. Okay. In the brief time he's been in town, he's already met all the key players in the Madison jazz scene and begun building a bridge to bring music students and local music community together. I'm not sure he fully realizes what an exciting development this is for the Madison music scene. Yeah. Having spent 12 years, yeah, exactly, in uh, New York City performing and teaching improvisation and music theory at, the, at NYU, five years in San Francisco Bay Area, developing a robust jazz studies program at the California State University in East Bay, our guest established himself as an active performer in a diverse array of styles, uh, performing or recording with Dennis Mitchell Tree Quartet, Harlem Spiritual Ensemble, tubist uh, Howard Johnson, drummer Donald Bailey, saxophonist Gary Bartz, trumpeter Ingrid Jensen, trombonist Josh Roseman, operatic tenor Dr. Francois Clemens, Billings Symphony Orchestra, and canto pop star Faye Wong. We'll be talking about that a little bit later. As a band leader, he has released four critically acclaimed recordings. The latest, The Coasts, was the recording premiere of his Brass Tet, an innovative ensemble featuring trumpet, trombone, and tuba, for which he has composed three concert-length suites. This is the ensemble you will be enjoying this afternoon. Mad Toast Live and the Madison Music Collective, the Improv Music Workshop, Ward Brought Music, Dane Arts, Farley's House of Pianos, Janus Galleries, and WORT 89.9 are proud to present Jazz on a Sunday with our special guest, Johannes Wallman and the Sweet Minute.
Thank you. Thank you. Uh, welcome. Thank you for coming. Um, it's a real pleasure for me to be playing with these wonderful musicians uh, this afternoon. So the uh, inaugural performance of, of this ensemble, I've um, written a lot of music for, um, th for this instrumentation over the years. And um, one of the challenges with it is uh, some of the pieces are um, difficult to, uh, to play. And uh, it really takes an enormous amount of musicianship to make them sound as, uh, as beautiful as, uh, as these guys are, are doing. So I'm really happy to have found some, uh, some fine musicians uh, from this region with, uh, with whom I can play this music. And uh, so I, I want to thank them for, you know, for coming uh, here from, from the various places that they, they came from. And I want to thank you for coming here from where you came from to, uh, to make this all, um, all happen today. The first piece was um, entitled Looms in the Mist. And uh, everything we're going to play in the first half uh, is, uh, is from a series of tone poems I wrote for um, various places that I've either lived at or um, wish I could have lived at at some point. Um, and, and until I moved here, there were always uh, places on various coasts, so that you know, sort, of, sort of connection to that. Um, and I moved here from the San Francisco Bay Area, where um, many, many days look exactly like the one today. Um, so this was kind of um, inspired by just looking out onto the, um, on, onto the west coast, onto the oceans, and uh, looking at the mist and trying to figure out what may be behind that. Um, there's, there's one more that's, um, that was inspired by that same region. I lived in the city of Oakland, and Oakland, um, uh, if you've ever been there, kind of ha it's, it's really iconic um, uh, landmark are uh, the, um, the Oakland docks, the cranes for uh, unloading the ships. And in fact, even if you haven't been to Oakland, you've probably seen some, something else um, that was inspired by them, uh, which is you know, George Lucas of Star Wars fame, was, um, is from that region. And, uh, and he saw those cranes and imagined them as what became the Imperial Walkers. And um, so, so Oaklanders are very proud of that. And, um, and, and I like the idea of writing music that was inspired by coastal areas, water and, yeah, and, and, water and so on. But not necessarily all, you know, just thinking um, pretty beaches and sunsets, but also, also looking at water as transportation routes and uh, um, the, you know, the, the lifeblood of um, you know, civilization, of getting from one place to, to another. So this piece is entitled Oakland Docks.
Johannes Wallman in the Sweet Minute. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Johannes, uh, talk with you for a minute here. Uh, born in Germany, raised uh -huh. on Vancouver Island in Canada, where you studied classical piano and guitar. Yep. We should talk about that at some point. <laughs> Moved to Boston and New York, where you uh, studied both at Berkeley and NYU. Uh, you write in your autobiographical uh, notes that your music has been shaped by the sounds of all of these places. And you talked about that a little bit before. And that can really be heard. This CD, this, The Coast, is the most uh, uh, recent CD that is essentially playing quite a bit of material off of this recording right here. Yeah, not, not entirely, but I think yeah. seven, out of the, um, seven out of the ten pieces that okay. we're playing today on that, on that recording in some form or another with some different musicians. So, you know, it's, it's going to have a different character because um, it's really the, the people who play the music that shape it. But the, uh, the, the underlying stories are, are the same. We, yeah. just tell them, we tell them in a new way every time we play them. Yeah, and it's, it's really, what you said is so true. The first time I heard this, you I mean, you can really, like, feel the salt spray on some mm. of these tunes. You know, it's like, you know, whoa. <laughs> but <laughs> so turn the lights off, I'm just saying. Okay, it's all good. <laughs> Uh, hey, let's talk very briefly about your very diverse uh, musical background as well, from mainstream and fusion jazz to American spirituals, classical, and Cantonese pop. Now, you've got to talk about that. Yeah. What's, <laughs> what, what? Yeah, that's, that, you know, that's an interesting story, and, and you'll just have to, um, you'll, you'll kind of have to take my word for some of this, because yeah. it involves um, me in a, in a younger, better-looking time. <laughs> uh, oh, so, come on. So, um, Fei Wang, Wang Fei, who um, uh, I, I worked with, um, it, it, this thing kind of fell into my lap in, in the way that um, for musicians, sometimes we just got to get lucky breaks, and uh, um, this was one of them. Um, I was in my last year of, uh, of music study at Berklee College of Music, and I was in a funk band that, um, that was auditioning for... Um, Gosh, I, I, I don't even remember what the opportunity was, but I think it was something like um, go and play, go, go to Malaysia and play at a hotel for three months or in, in Singapore, somewhere, somewhere in Asia. So there's a company doing these kind of auditions, setting, setting that sort of thing up. I wasn't that interested in the gig, but my, my bandmates were. Um, and so I said, okay, I'll, I'll come do the auditions. And during the auditions, they... Um, uh, the, the company doing the auditions, the team said, well, we're also auditioning for this, you know, for this other thing, this Asian pop singer. Would you be interested in doing it? And we're like, well, okay. And a few months later, I get a call saying, well, um, you know, we're not interested in the band, but, um, <laughs> but we're interested in you um, and want to know if you would like to go on the road for three months with, with this um, Cantonese pop musician, Fei Wong. She's very successful. And... Um, and I said, well, let me, you know, let me think about it for a day. And I went to Tower Records and looked for her records and found nothing. And, and then somebody said, no, you got to go to Chinatown. And um, so I went to, you know, in, in Boston, went to a record store in Chinatown and found that she had dozens of CDs out and apparently was super successful. And I thought, well, that sounds like an interesting opportunity. And one of, the, one of the nice things about being in music school is they tend to be fairly supportive if you get um, you know, professional opportunities. So I talked to my professors and I was able to take some time off, kind of fell over Christmas break and I missed about a month from the fall semester and a month from the spring semester. Ended up going to Hong Kong and, um, and it turns out that I was being hired as much for a, a look as for my musical. Yeah, skills, yeah. which is why they were hiring you know, a college kid to, to, to do this. And back then I kind of had that like 
you know, uh, spiky, Bart Simpson, blonde hair, and <laughs> and I looked very, I looked very um, sort of, you know, all American, and um, which, <laughs> all American. Hmm. Nice. So, so um, uh, and and it turns out apparently the the company doing the auditions, uh, they were a modeling agency that had just branched out into doing music. Yeah. And, F and Faye w was trying to branch out into an international market, so they wanted her band to look international. And about half the people in the band were based in Hong Kong, and they were Filipino and Vietnamese and uh, um, yeah, from, from all different um, yeah, Asian ethnicities. Um, and then they hired uh, three musicians from, uh, from, from North America. Um, it, uh, this real Texas-looking cowboy guitar player. Yeah. And, and me, and then a dark-skinned black guy with dreadlocks yeah. to play drums. And everybody involved was, was fine musicians, but it was really our looks that got us, got us into the band. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, and the rest of them really had to be fine musicians. And I really just kind of, most of the time, had to do this. <laughs> I remember and, that song. And, yeah. and so on and so forth. It was forth. awesome. Yeah. So... Uh, you know, playing, playing the third keyboard, being the third of three keyboard players wasn't a terribly challenging thing, but it was, yeah. a, but it was a really tremendous opportunity to see part of the world that, uh, that I hadn't seen, and I had to get really good with electronics, because um, you know, playing yeah. keyboards isn't, um, it's, kind of, it's a different challenge for somebody like me who's really a pianist. So I had to um, yeah, uh, get really knowledgeable about, about sounds and uh, uh, yeah, programming keyboards yeah. and so on. So that was the challenge. For, for me, and um, you know, it was my first time really going on, on the road and playing you know, 18 nights in a row, the same set every single night, and learning how to make sure that for the 17th night, the audience still has an amazing time, because yeah. you know, yeah. they, they weren't there for the first 16th. So. And I bet you got some great promo shots. <laughs> I, and, uh, yeah, I guess, uh, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And it turns out, and, and, I mean, this was in 1990. Four. So it was an interesting time to be in Hong Kong because it was yeah. still at the time a British colony. It's about to uh, you know, revert back to uh, to China. So there's a lot of um, um, yeah, people were apprehensive, but also kind of excited about it. Yeah. And um, it, was, it, was, it was a very interesting time to be there. Um, then I'm, I'm I'm glad I got that experience. Yeah. And um, and and I haven't done anything like that since. <laughs> <laughs> nothing in the nothing in the plans right now. Okay. No. <laughs> so watch out for that that recording. That that be worth some. Oh, and, and uh, yeah, Fei, Fei Wong really wa not only was a superstar, but continues to be a superstar in, uh, in the canto, yeah, canto pop world, which is, at the time, she was the biggest selling female pop artist in, uh, in Asia. Sweet. And she's had you know, a very, very successful career, has branched out into movies and so on. So, um, FeiWong.com? Yeah, I don't know. But it, it I mean, I'd like to look her up now. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, and, and so that, that was really exciting. Uh, at my previous university, um, we started an exchange program uh, that brought about 50 students from mainland China to, uh, to our music department. And they really, and, and they really were, you know, were classically trained mm -hmm. um, and had very little jazz background. So I didn't have that much interaction with me. But the moment they found out that I played with Fei Wong, that was instant credibility. That was, yeah. that, that was awesome. Yeah. Um, what was your time like at Carnegie Hall? What was that? And, and what was that about? Um, well, um, that, that was part of a, uh, a, a series that... Um, a, a, a really fine musician from from around here, Dennis Mitchelltree, um, mm -hmm. saxophonist. Um, he he really gave me my first start in in jazz, doing professional stuff. And he's from the Wisconsin area, and um, back um, 
12, 15 years ago, he used to come here fairly regularly. And the first three times that I played in Madison were, in fact, with, uh, with Dennis. And I always had a nice memory of the place and thought, at some point, I'd like yeah. to explore this place a little bit more. So I'm doing that now. Yeah. And, um, and so, so Dennis has organized over, over the years, back when he used to live in New York, organized these concerts um, that were essentially uh, reimaginings of um, important jazz composers' music. And I was involved with some of those, and they were they happened to be at, at Carnegie Hall. But much more topical than that, being that we're talking about Carnegie Hall right now, um, one of the members of the band is about to do a, a solo tuba recital at Carnegie Hall. I'm not going to tell you who it is. <laughs> <laughs> On the trumpet, no less. That's amazing. Yeah. Cool. I want to see that. So, uh, Marty, do you want to say a couple of words about that? Yeah, thanks. I, I'm on the faculty at Lawrence University in Appleton. It's my 11th year there. And, uh, uh, my background, that, well, the, the immediate thing is uh, two weeks from Tuesday, I'm doing a solo recital at Carnegie Hall. The first half will be what we call legit. I'm doing a, well, I'm doing a Bach flute sonata on tuba. And, <laughs> <laughs> and, and uh, some other things I probably shouldn't be doing. But, um, and then the second half is actually going to be an all-jazz, uh, tuba-jazz concert. Uh, some of you may know Marvin Stamm, great jazz trumpet player, Rufus Reed on bass, and Bill Mays on piano. And um, so it's a pretty nice group. Uh, I actually recorded three jazz CDs. The first one with a pianist, a stride pianist named John Sheridan. Uh, second CD with Marvin Stamm and Steve Houghton on drums, and most recently with uh, Wycliffe Gordon. Um, as the most recent one two years ago. So... Uh, but this is really fun doing this stuff here. So I was in the Navy band for 26 years in a previous life in uh, Washington, D.C. So thanks. That's Mr. Marty Erickson. <laughs> hey, quick, quick round of introductions to the band, and then we'll definitely get back to some music here. Mr. We just spoke with Marty Erickson, the, the tubist, and, of course, Johannes Wallman on the, on the keyboard. Darren Sterud on the trombone. Yep. Mr. Dave Cooper on the trumpet. John Erickson on upright bass. And all the way from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Mr. Devin Drabka on the drums. Thanks again for being with us today. Please welcome back Johannes Wallman and the Sweet Minute. Before we play the next two sets, I'd just like to um, give a quick introduction. I a lot of the music I write isn't about anything. It's just music. It you know, hopefully uh, makes people feel good and, and so on. But the next two tunes are probably the, clo the most um, um, descriptive uh, music I've written, at least in my mind. Uh, they always evoke a, a, place, a place for me, um, you know, my home in growing up on Vancouver Island in, in Canada and um, on what the Canadians call the wet coast because it rains just all, it's, every day is like this. Um, except for about three months in the summer, and that's when all the tourists come, oh my God, and, and look around and say, oh my God, this would be such a beautiful place to live. <laughs> not, not, and it is, but, they don't re yeah, but people don't realize that. The other nine months, it's gray and rainy and misty, and it rains a lot. It's a temperate rainforest. So I'm going to play two pieces back-to-back. -back. The first one is called Clackwood Sound, um, and that's a really, um, really remote part of Vancouver Island that um, uh, about... 20 years ago, almost got, um, it's, it's one of the last remaining first growth rainforests in Canada, and it almost got, got entirely clear cut until basically um, people from all over Canada 
came and, uh, and, and logged into these extremely remote places and said, no, we, we're not going to allow that. This is such a beautiful place. And it, it's very much actually like the, um, what, you know, what happened in, in, you know, in Madison and in Wisconsin uh, a year and a half ago where um, you know, people of all ages and all backgrounds came together and said, hey, you know, I have a problem with what's going on right now. And it really was, you know, was, was a major, um, you know, major, major thing that happened in the environmental movement in Canada. And it saved this just unbelievably beautiful place that is really, really wet. So, the inspiration here. So, so the inspiration here was was a, was a rainstorm at uh, at Clackwood Sound, and then we're going to continue. Um, and eventually, eventually, rain comes to an end, and the sun comes out. And the second piece is called Arbutus, which is the name of a tree native to the region. Thank you. 
I think our hosts wanted. All right, fair, fair enough. Did you want to say something else? Or? All right. Yes, one more two in this set, and then we're going to take a break. Okay, so this, uh, this last tune in the first set um, is about a place that I've never lived, but I think it would be really terrific to do so. And, um, and Darren on trombone is about to do that for the next month. So this is uh, inspired by the, uh, the music. <laughs> This is inspired by the music of New Orleans, and it's a yes, and uh, and it's um, it's also the um, the the title track for this band, the Sweet Minute Band. This is the Sweet Minute, and it features our brass section, the Sweet Minute.
Johannes Wallman and the Sweet Minute. Who's here for him?
Thank you. That was entitled uh, Belonging, and now we're going to continue with the, uh, with the piece um, they refer to as that tune with a German name. It's uh, called Gastarbeiter, and, um, which is indeed the German name for, for guest worker. And uh, a part of having um, this, you know, these amazing opportunities to move um, you know, all, all over the world, um, growing up in Germany, then moving to Canada, coming to this country, and uh, living all over the place, is um, it's, it's a really pretty amazing um, way to experience the world. And as musicians, we get to travel to a lot of different places as well and experience them. And most of the time, that's a really positive experience. And every once in a while, the paperwork gets in the way, and, um, and things can get really complicated and, 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 and very stressful. So um, I, I, wrote, I wrote this piece at a time um, that the whole immigration debate was um, uh, sort of taking a new turn and, um, and everybody uh, in, in, in this country. And, uh, and suddenly, a new idea was being introduced um, in a term that I hadn't heard before, which was um, uh, essentially people saying, well, we should look to Germany for the guest worker program. Um, and um, yeah, called Gastarbeiter thing, which seemed odd to me because having lived in Germany, I, I don't think I've ever met one person who thought that the German way of handling immigration had been in any way whatsoever <laughs> successful. Um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a con I think in the country now there's uh, 12 million people of uh, you know, Turkish heritage who have moved to, you know, to Germany since the 1950s. And the idea that somebody would come to a country and, uh, and work for a number of years and then just want to go back home just hasn't really born out to be, uh, born out to be true. And, which, as I've discovered for myself, um, you know, you, you form roots and, and you want to stay. And um, uh, so, um, so, so, so the, you know, the, 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 that, was, that was happening at, at, at the time. And I kind of reflected more on, on, on the term uh, you know, guest worker. And it just struck me as such an odd um, way of um, uh, expressing hospitality towards a guest. So I wrote a piece about it, and it doesn't have any words, and it could really be about anything else too. But uh, that, that, was, that was my that, that, that's my uh, point of reference. Thank you. 
Hey, welcome back, guys. Johannes Wallman in the Sweet Minute here. Johannes, uh, you noticed that noted that you, while you love the rich timbres of, the, of a larger ensemble, as a performer you prefer the interaction and nimbleness of a smaller group, and that the instrumentation of the brass tet is the best of both worlds. C can you explain? Well, there's a uh, there's an economics issue involved with uh, <laughs> with the size of a band as I well. I understand. Yeah. and and as it is, it's it's pretty tough to um um. You know, I, I've worked a lot with a trio and a quartet, and it really makes a difference because, um, you know, I like working with, um, you know, really top-notch musicians. And um, to get to a point where, um, you know, where you play music on this level really means um, dedicating your life to that. And, um, you know, to, to the extent that, um, that we have day jobs, those day jobs revolve around music. Mm -hmm. um, so... Um, you know, there aren't that many opportunities. So it's you know, this is not a hobby for us, but a profession, and and that means that, you know, it's it's not the larger the group gets, the harder it is for it to work on a regular basis. Yeah. So this, you know, there, there's that issue of it, but there really is a musical um, be you know, benefit to it too, which is um, uh, with, uh, with 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 these guys being that there's only three of them, um, they're doing quite a few things spontaneously that are not written in the music, even when they're playing ensemble parts. You add, not, you know. We can probably add one more instrument mm -hmm. and and keep that quality of it, but more than that, and we're going to start losing things. Mm -hmm. And as a composer, I, I always find the challenge of writing for three horns to be particularly in, particularly interesting because when you think about um, sort of larger ensembles, generally that music is scored in sections of at least four instruments. So in a big yeah. band, typically you tend to have four trumpets sometimes five, four trombones, sometimes five, usually five saxes, in some bands just four. Yeah. But, um, yeah, but it's, it's fairly rare to get um, you know, three, um, just three instruments because then it becomes an arranging challenge. There's usually about, there usually are four notes that you're trying to get into the chord in addition to the bass note. So on a, um, on a chord like... A nice jazz chord like that, yeah. with only three instruments to voice the chord, you have to leave, you have to leave one of those notes out. So it's uh, it's very much from an arranging point of view, uh, composing point of view. It's um, it's trying to figure out how to take that fourth note and imply it, mm -hmm. so you still hear it, even though nobody's playing it. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's good. Um, the unusual instrumentation for this small group um, is partially because of the tuba. It's entirely <laughs> the tuba. <laughs> okay. There we go again. <laughs> but I really love the sound of the tuba. Um, how did you come upon this as uh, the idea for the third member of your horn section? Well, you know, um, that, that comes back to um, meeting a really uh, fabulous tuba player and getting a chance to work mm -hmm. with that player and then deciding, I want to do more of that and I want to figure out... Um, um, it, it, so, so the player was Howard Johnson, who is... Um, yeah. You know, it's a very, very, the tuba world, especially the tuba world of people who also play jazz, a very small world, um, who, yeah, of, no, of people who, you know, who, do, who do this really, really well, because right. simply, you know, it is an unusual instrument to have in, in this type of ensemble. So, um, so it was more about a person. I, it, it, exactly. It was a, and it, it was expanded into a musical and, idea. And, 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 how, and how, Howard Johnson uh, may be familiar to um, uh, 
people you know, uh, my age and a little bit older as being the first two, uh, b being in the original Saturday Night Live band, oh. okay. playing Barry, Barry Sax and tuba. It's a, that's an unusual combination yeah. too. And he was the last Barry saxophonist in Duke Ellington's band while Duke was still running oh, the cool. band. Okay. So yeah, I was just really thrilled to work with him. And I was trying to figure out more opportunities to work with Howard. Um, there was a trumpet player who grew up near me on Vancouver Island, who was also a couple of years older than me, so I, we, we never had a chance to work together, and that's Ingrid Jensen, mm -hmm. fabulous trumpet player, and I was trying to figure out a project with um, Ingrid and with Howard. Yeah. And, um, you know, and, that's, it, and those two sounds, a very low tuba and, and, the, and the high trumpet, it needed something in the middle. Right. Yeah. And, and, um, um, I just have one more question. Um, to me, this music really makes me think about visual art, too, and I was wondering, mm -hmm if there's a particular style or artist that you visualize when you are writing or? Oh gosh, that's, that's a wonderful question. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish I had an answer to that, yeah. <laughs> Good answer. Well, I'll tell you my thoughts. Mm. My thought is it's kind of Monet-ish, only not as narrow as Monet, even though Monet's pretty broad, but. Impressionistic, I guess. Impressionistic. That's yeah, what I, I think I, of it. Okay. I, I, <laughs> no, that, 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 that works for me. Um, I, I like Good. that. Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, because you're really... There's a, a lot of joy in your music, and there's very little negative things to your music. I don't know how else to put it. But I mean, that's part of the reason why I've really enjoyed your playing and, and listening to your CDs, because I hear all this thought and joy and sliding around between different ideas where there's so, there's no anger, right? And, which I, is a rare thing. And, and I, try to, I try to capture life. I, you know, life is always multifaceted. So even, even when I write something joyful, I think that you know, there may be a little tinge of melancholy in there. Yeah, and melancholy. So but but, and, 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 yeah, but when, you, when you get that, it, with the melancholy, there's always hope in there too. And that's, and that's really something that goes back to, you know, to the history of this music, that so much of this started out with the blues. Right. And the blues nev was never about just being sad, right. but it was always about hope. Right. Yeah. So... You know, that, that. That, that, that's always an inspiration in, in there as well. Yeah. Hey, I thought, uh, let's go around and, uh, and just briefly introduce the band and uh, a little bit about them. Dave Cooper here, professor of Trump, currently professor of uh, trumpet and jazz studies at UW-Platteville, um, former Madison boy. Dave, did you grow up here? Or, I mean, we, we know you from the Madison music scene, obviously, in years past, but... Well, Are you from I, here? I went, to, uh, I went to high school in Green Bay, so I'm okay. from Wisconsin from, from that far back. But uh, I just uh, I came here uh, for the DMA program, and um, I played in the Wisconsin Brass Quintet with another one of my colleagues who's out here someplace, Doug Hill. Uh, oh, there he is back there, a horn professor. Um, and so that's, that's what got, brought me to Wisconsin. Cool. But I, I, uh, in Green Bay, though, just to kind of turn things around or bring things back, um, I went to high school with Dennis Mitcheltree, who was his friend from yeah, way yeah. back. And oh. so he and I kind of discovered jazz together as uh, juniors in high school and listening to our first Miles Davis record and, and stuff like that. And, and it was really exciting. And, and it was just getting... I haven't seen Dennis 
mm-hmm. for decades. And, and just uh, thinking about him again just brought me back to those days, those really early days of, of when everything was new and, and wow, you know. Yeah. And it, was, it was really neat. Yeah, and he was just recently in town. We saw him playing with Johannes at, uh, at the Fountain. Right. Where, right. where Johannes is every days. Saturday night, we should yeah. mention, with sp- different special guests. Yeah. Dennis Mitchell, Tree of One, lives in L.A. now. It was awesome. Right, yeah. right. Very cool. Well, you've played with a gazillion bands around here in, in Madison, well, including the Cleveland Orchestra. They're not from here. They're not here. <laughs> and Bob Newhart? Bob Newhart. Really? Yeah. yeah well, cool. that, was, that was just a, you know, a show. When he comes yeah. through town, I, I'm networked my way up so that I'll get a call for some of these Broadway-type things, yeah. like Mary Poppins next week. I'll be okay. doing that. Don't say hi, though. I will, you won't see me. So. <laughs> They, I'll be in the pit. They don't make you wear funny clothes or anything. No, right? not enough. Just all black. Just, they yeah. make us disappear. Oh, yeah. We're just wallpaper. <laughs> That's right. so. um, your recordings include Petit Monde, a uh, jazz album of original compositions and reimaginings of music of Thelonious Monk, Bella Bartok. Very interesting. And Bach cello suites on the trumpet. Two very diverse things. Where can you find those recordings? Uh, CD Baby. There you go. And Amazon. No. All right. Yeah, I'm imagining one of those cello suites. On the trumpet, I'm going, I, I don't know what to do with my lips now. I'm so confused. Or the bow. <laughs> what, what do you do with the bow? That's what I'm <laughs> Mr. Darren Sterud sitting right next to you. Dave, here. Yeah, Darren. <laughs> we, we said we weren't going to give Darren a mic, but it's too late. He's got one. Yeah. Freelance trombonist uh, in Wisconsin and Minnesota since 2001. Plays with everybody around town here. He's with the Jimmies, with... Uh, Is this your fourth time here on Mantos Tony Castaneda. Yeah. Yep. Yes. He may be. He's this is why the, I didn't want a mic. I have done this before. He's <laughs> almost a record holder here. I'm not sure. Uh, Jimmy's going to be sliding out right after the show to go up and play with uh, for a blues, uh, big yeah. blues concert. Yeah, upstairs today. at the. And that, Jimmy texted me during the break, and he is not going to be <laughs> for his own show. Oh, really? <laughs> nice. um, he's very sick, and he had a he has a flood in his basement, so he's not going to be there. A, so it's going to be excuse. me and uh, uh, myself and Perry Weber doing all the Jimmy originals. Without Jimmy. <laughs> so you, so you got to see that. you got to see that. Um, Mama Dick Down's brass band used to play with in high school. And, and a lot of things you do. You're directing jazz groups, band camps, et cetera. History yeah. and improv. Uh, yeah, I, I currently uh, help out and uh, contract with the city at La Follette High School, which is uh, ironically my alma mater. But yeah. I, I do enjoy going back there. It's a very nice place. And then uh, I've also been doing a lot of work. And we were talking about it before yeah. the show. I do a lot of work uh, up at the Fountain. Yes. As well, so. right. Yeah, yeah. a lot of great uh, music educators on stage. Here, Mr. John Christensen back on the on the uh, upright bass. There, John began his bass studies with Chris Wood of Medusky Martin and Wood fame, and uh, yeah. studied also at Berkeley and went to San Francisco. Do you, you did you you guys didn't meet up and you and you no Hannes. no strangely we just crossed paths but yeah. we end up talking about all the same people. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you've, and you've played also with a who's who of Madison jazz bands: Jan Wheaton, uh, Harmonious Whale, Patrick Briner, uh, Dave Stoller, Kyle Henderson, Jerry DiMaggio. Uh, toured with the the De- Deconunisms. That was with Devin. Yeah, that's right? with Devin there. We okay. we each pronounce that band name differently. <laughs> so. How do you pronounce it? Deconunisms, just like you do. Oh, cool. But okay. how do you pronounce it? Deconunisms. Oh, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I, yeah, I'm just not even going to try to pronounce yeah. that. And Mr. Devin Drobka from Milwaukee here on the drums. Thank you for being here. Thank you. We're yeah. clapping for you because you had to drive the farthest. <laughs> That's right. As far as we know. No, actually, oh, probably, no? yeah. Oh. 
Yeah, Marty, Marty, Marty drove Wayne. the farthest. I'm I think. sorry, Marty. <laughs> um, so you're doing some interesting stuff in Milwaukee on the jazz scene with the free jazz scene. Could you talk a little bit about what's happening down there? Yeah, um, there's a really great club called the Sugar Maple, run by Bruno. I, f I forget his last name, and uh, his wife Adrian Pierluci, and um, they have a venue in the back, and I proposed starting an improvised music series that started out on the East Coast called Out of Your Head. And I started, I guess, the Wisconsin group, which would be Unrehearsed MKE. And it takes a pool of musicians, and I randomly put two bands together that each get 45 minutes to create an entirely improvised set of music. And it's happening every first Sunday. And, um, yeah, the last one... Well, sorry, the, the only one so far happened last week. <laughs> I'm, doing, I'm doing well. Um, and it was actually an amazing turnout. At least 80 people showed up. And, um, That's great. Finally bridging some of the gaps in the Milwaukee music scene and um, trying to get more people aware of just creating together and listening to one another. And yeah. It's at the Sugar Maple in Bayview, Wisconsin. What street's that on? On Lincoln and KK. Kinnikinnick. Cool. Yeah. Yep. So the next one's April 7th, and um, the band's already picked. And um, we have people now, I have people emailing me from Chicago and Minneapolis wanting to be a part of it. And um, hopefully it'll just keep growing. So. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Music educators and also promoters. I mean, musicians have to wear a lot of hats these days. And I think to keep promoting the music and is getting that, it is out. Is that there. a shot at me for where? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we always just keep our hats on because there's no point in changing them. You don't want to see what's up under <laughs> a lot there. lot to do. Yeah. So the man, the distinction of driving the farthest, or, or getting here from the farthest, Mr. Marty Erickson, a lecturer of tuba, euphonium, and chamber music at Lawrence University, Conservatory of Music, and, uh, and pinning down the low end, also with the upright bass here tonight. Right. Well, I, um, I grew up in Michigan, went to Michigan State University, and then I went to the United States Navy Band for 26 years. I had the best, and in that place, I started the first brass quintet, tuba euphonium quartet, and other groups. Got out, went to Penn State, and taught there for nine years. We're actually our trumpet professor at uh, Lawrence, John Daniel. We met there. Then we both came to Lawrence University 11 years ago. And then, uh, I also play bass. Uh, I actually did some of my first gigs in Wisconsin playing the show Chicago, the, the tuba bass, string bass double. And my first gig was at the Widener Center with the rhythm and brass group that toured. So I got kind of introduced to Wisconsin that way. Yeah. But, uh, well, welcome to Wisconsin. Yeah. Thanks. It's great to be here. Did they ask to see your passport at the border? <laughs> yeah. Which one? <laughs> the one that says, do you know what Yaderhe means? <laughs> Never mind. Um, I, we wanted to, I wanted to get back and, um, to Johannes, and then we'll let you, we need to get back to some music here. But uh, you taught jazz improv and music theory at, at NYU and the New School for Jazz and Contemporary Music and served for five years in California. Uh, coming, you were revamping the jazz ensemble offerings there, coming up with new curricula for their program, established a series of workshops and master classes with visiting artists, produced two CDs. When do you sleep? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, <laughs> um, I, 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 it's not, kind of a not, personal not, question. Not much during, <laughs> during the school year. Um, yeah. You know, I'd like to. Yeah. But... Um, <laughs> You know, there, there's so many, um, it, pretty much at, at anywhere you go, if, um, if you have an idea and you're willing to, um, you know, lay the groundwork, um, you know, and if it involves doing something creative, I, yeah. I find people just 
people love to get involved and give up their time and, right. and get get involved with it as well. So, um, I, I you know, I, I don't know if that's part of my uh, you know my, my German heritage or so. Yeah. I'm I'm pretty organized with stuff, so I tend to try to put a lot of things together and and then by the time you know stuff actually hits the fan, yeah, I don't sleep much. Yeah. <laughs> So do you have particular plans for your department here? I, I, yes. will, will it follow, will it be a I'm similar sure. pattern to what you, <laughs> what you did in California? Uh, I, I, you know, it's, uh, it, it won't be the same. Mm -hmm. um, I, you know, um, it, it, frankly, a, um, it, you know, an academic program has to fit the larger institution and, and the, uh, mm -hmm. has, has yeah. to be the right fit for the community and, and so on. So it'll be something else. I'm, I'm definitely going to very much draw on my experiences and mm -hmm. uh, some of the things that worked um, in, in my old job. I'm already in, I've, I've already started introducing them here. Um, you know, I uh, used to teach an ensemble that focused entirely on the music of um, Blue Note recording artists and we'd pick a different artist um, or, or two every, um, yeah. every semester, focus on their work. And um, and you know that that tend, tended to be a really great experience for both the students and for me because I'd yeah. had to like you know spend a bunch of time preparing Joe Henderson's music to yeah. um, you know and, and get get reacquainted with that get more deeply acquainted with that before we taught it. So I'm teaching uh, yeah an, an ensemble course just like that at at UW. It's a new course and we've been focusing on the music of Dexter Gordon recently cool. because mm -hmm. of the uh, all the Dexter events that start tomorrow. And yeah, Maxine Gordon being right. here in town. Yes. Yeah. Well, we're very glad you're here at the university, and I realize that uh, um, there, are, there are new challenges and, and great opportunities here as well, and uh, so, welcome. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Let's get to some music with Johannes Wallman and The Sweet Minute.
Well, we don't want to finish this concert without having played some, some medium swing <laughs> that hopefully is going to make you tap your feet a little bit. Um, this is going to feature... Everybody. Everybody. And feature the entire band. It's entitled, Who We Weren't.
Johannes Wallman, the sweet minute. Johannes uh, trio often includes Mr. John Christensen, Devin Dobka back here on the on the drums, and uh, the whole band here: Dave Cooper on the trumpet, Darren Sterud on the trombone, Marty Erickson on the tuba, John Erickson bass, and Devin Dobka on the drums. And uh, John Christensen, what oh, did I oh, say? Oh yeah. Oh oh, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Um, but you can catch uh, also uh, uh, Saturday nights down at the fountain. Johannes is, is, is uh, playing it's downtown here in Madison, Madison, Wisconsin, about off, a block yep. from the square. If that. Uh, so mu music students, music lovers of all ages, been packing the joint. Come down and support them. And also his new C or relatively new CD, The Coasts, is available now, among other things. Uh, Keepitcute.com. <laughs> That's website. Let's hear it again from Mr. Johannes Waldman and the Sweet Minute. Today's show was part of our collaborative Jazz on a Sunday series produced by the Madison Music Collective and Mad Toast Live. You can find out more about the Madison Music Collective by visiting madisonmusiccollective.org or find out about upcoming shows and stream or download past episodes at madtoastlive.com. Mad Toast Live can also be heard Friday nights at midnight on WORT 89.9 FM and weekdays at noon at localsounds.fm. You can find out more information about becoming a member of the Madison Music Collective by visiting their website, website at www.madisonmusiccollective.org. You can also make a donation to Mad Toast Live to help maintain our ongoing operations by clicking on the Donate button on our website madtoastlive.com. This program is uh, made possible by part by a grant from Dane Arts, dues from Madison Music Collective members, charitable gifts from MMC board members, and other local friends of the music. The producers are also very grateful for support from presenting sponsors, Ward Brought Music, Farley's House of Pianos, Janice Galleries, as well as promotional support from WORT, WORT 89.9 FM, and the Isthmus, and support from our program hosts, the Brink Lounge. Special thanks go to our technical producer and recording engineer, Andy Lavalle from Bear Sound, front of house engineer, Adam Baranek, our uh, camera operator, Kyle Austin, the board members of the Madison Music Collective, thanks to the Brink Lounge and WORT 89.9, listener-sponsored community radio in Madison, Wisconsin. Thanks for listening. Mm -hmm.